0: Welcome to the Baseball Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Diante, and our guest this episode is Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of Vayner Media. He joins the Baseball Happenings Podcast to discuss the growing sports card industry, what he would do if he were in charge of tops, his new Vayner Baseball sports agency, and why he thinks Major League Baseball has stunted its own long term growth. We'd love it if you subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to listen and left a comment as well. You can find us on social media. We're at Examine Baseball on most platforms, and you can check us out on the web, baseballhappenings.net. Nick, it's good to see you, bro. Hey, Gary, thanks a lot for having me, man, and it's great to connect. Awesome. So, you know, Gary, we're going to get right Mm -hmm. into this. I know your time is on the limited side, but to my fellow brother from Queens, thank you. Um, Gary, look, you know, you've been on the sports card stuff for at least the last two years heavy. And a lot of people picked up on it definitely within the last year. But can you give some background to people that might not know how you got started as like a kid in the 80s and and like early 90s, you know, dealing because I think that that'll give them some perspective of, you know, like you're not new to this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 40. I turned 45 Saturday. So I'm part of that perfect age group that lived through probably the last chapter. Well, I think the McGuire stuff and the LeBron stuff, there's been some other pops, but like there was nothing like 1987, 86, 87 through 92 sports cards, that five-year window. This is pre-internet and literally besides Nintendo, there was nothing else that was universal amongst young men for sure. Every single guy, and I mean all of them, every single guy in my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade class, collected cards. Even the ones that weren't even into sports had a little bit. Yeah, it was yes. like it just it was like it was just one of those things. So, um, yeah, that was when I. And of course, you know, that makes more sense now of the way my career evolved. But I was super into it, not kind of like while everybody else was kind of building a binder, I built an actual like business and did sports card shows in Woodbridge, New Jersey and Phillipsburg and Bridgewater. And so I went heavy. It's It was basically my biz, my first real business. Um, and even when my dad dragged me into the liquor store and took away a lot of my weekends from shows, I'd still break off once in a while. And um, and it was my biggest thing until 93. I kind of sensed the market was turning, decided to get out and sold my collection, started investing that money into into, believe it or not, toys. Um, and, and I nailed that one because I bought a bunch of Star Wars and things of that nature. So, and then I popped again back in in 2003, bought mm-hmm. a bunch of LeBron stuff. And then three years ago, you know, I just started seeing something was brewing. What,
0: what did you see? Because I think a lot of people are interested in that too.
1: I read social media constantly and I just started seeing a little bit more conversation. My, my six, at the time, six year old son was starting to show a little interest. So it was a hobby together. And I said, there's a little bit more conversation going on on social and digital, then a nice little spike. Let me go to the national. I've never gone. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford it. I you was know, just not the kind of thing I would fly out to. So I went to the Cleveland national three nationals ago, right? So last year, this year was 2019, 2018 national. Mm -hmm. And I just basically listened, you know, just listened to people, you know, walking around, kind of a little incognito, um, and, uh, and just basically saw what I always knew, which was the older guard, but saw just enough 15, 16, 17, saw a little bit of like, wait a minute, that's a kid that I would normally see at ComplexCon selling sneakers. Wait a minute, this, wait a minute, that. And got educated, educated, reading, reading, watching eBay, watching, you know, reading, fo- fo- following for months and months on Instagram and Twitter, what was going on. And basically decided that it was gonna happen again, kind of no different than I think about Twitter or the baby. Like my job at the end of the day is to kind of be on it of like what could happen. And uh, you know that's why there's so many videos of me saying things that even even this Tesla tequila thing right. that just happened. Like me talking about, like I felt two, three years ago, I think one of the clips in that video is from 2017 that brands should expand into other categories because they can. Sure. Um, as the filming of this, I don't know when you're gonna air it, Supreme sells for 2.1 billion, right? Like talk about a brand well-executed over the last in 20 years
0: so try to find those metro cards
1: so it was just very obvious to me that it was going to happen and it did it did happen and when I first right. started talking about it I mean I I got met with 90% like laughs and 10% curiosity and it's it's been a cool one you know for me I mean, be- I
0: mean it's been really interesting to see you calling on guys like LeBron or Giannis and then you know actually have it you know happen do you um do you have some other people like working with you on this? Cause I remember you mentioned you know, like on some parts that one of your close friends also was like, you know, in the industry. And like, so you have a little bit of help. I
1: had, you know, I had a lot of help in the scheme of things of like, just, I talked to a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but like Luca and Giannis, which were probably the two big ones for LeBron was so obvious. It was like, it's LeBron. Right. Maha bought some LeBron, you know, like it was LeBron. It was like, this is LeBron. Like, so that made no sense to be a $1,000, just none. Mm. Uh, what Luca and Giannis was more based on me being smart about basketball. Like th- that's what's so fun. Joe Dell just followed me on Twitter and I DM'd him. I said- He
0: is t- a solid t- baseball t- player.
1: Like that just being that knowledge, like I think, the, listen, I'm not unaware that I'm Gary Vee and people are gonna throw shade at me. I followed sports in an insane, and I've been wrong a million times, like every other sports fan, but I'm not confused and I do my homework. And so I, you know, Luca and Giannis had put film on tape. It's not like, I'm not going to go out and say LaMelo is going to be good or bad. I have no fucking clue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't even have a clue about Joe Adele. I mean, Brandon Wood a decade ago was a huge angels prospect that was supposed to be the can't miss star. Right? yeah, anyway. so, 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 you know, I think, um, I just put in the work. I think you know I, I'm not, you know I put in work. It's what I do.
0: And you know, Gary, let's let's talk a little bit because my column is a little more focused on baseball, like in okay. terms of MLB. So we'll bring it to Tops a bit. Sure. Um, you know, you partnered with Tops last year. You had your own insert set. What was like that like for you? And then to you curate your own set, you know, to to, to see this, right? You and know, now, to look up and see cool. this.
1: Uh, I don't even know. I don't, not, I'm not sure. I'll ev- outside of buying the New York Jets. I will never do anything professionally that made me pinch myself more than when I formalized the deal of go, that I'm gonna have a card. That's the Allen and Ginter. That's, that at least I understand. And as you understand, and as people that read this understand, non athletes, that's, that makes sense. Now I didn't grow up with Allen Ginter, thus ever thinking of having a card. Maybe when I was 14 with all my big ambitions, I could have thought about having a card, but it didn't exist. I had an insert in Top Series, too. Like,
0: go right, to, I watching the video you opening that.
1: Go to the Five and Dime, go to 7-Eleven, go to a sports card store, open a pack, and there I am. That, I mean, even right now, I'm like, can't stop smiling. Makes it's, it's just insane.
0: Right, and then, so, like, you know, with Top's the way it is, like, right now, Gary, I think some people want to know, like, if you were put in charge of Tops, because they have that exclusive, that that ridiculous deal with the union, that they have the exclusive on, you know, the the official, uh, you know, uniforms yep. and logos, and um, that yep. probably puts them ahead of like Panini and Onyx oh, and stuff 100%, like that. 100%. What would you do to like further their marketing? Because they're releasing a slew of products, right? In part because they have to keep up the, the massive amount of money that they have, you know, in that deal. But what would yep. you do if you were in charge of Tops now to, you know, push them?
1: I would, first I would create a new product that was extremely low cost. I think it's very important to have a 99 cent a pack product. Mm. So I would try to get a lot more kids in. I also think that Panini has out navigated supply and demand to tops. So I think their base products should have more one of ones and, and like lottery tickets in them.
0: Right, which they don't, like uh opening day and stuff like that. They don't.
1: And I think that would help. Um you know, look to be frank, I would probably lean into the Fernando Tatisa's, the Vlads, the the you know Soto, like some of these just outrageously talented la- I mean America is becoming more Latin by the second. Yes. The Latin superstars in sports play baseball.
0: But now, Gary, if you go up to like Washington Heights, where they play baseball all the time, I work up that way. I don't think a lot of those kids are collecting. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of disconnect in the hobby that way, where your biggest stars are your guys like Tatis, Lindor, Soto, Vlad Jr. How do we get those kids that are active participants playing the game? Collecting.
1: Well, you just beat me to it. Literally, I would have a pretty substantial. If I bought the brand tomorrow, I would have a wild strategy session around eight to fifteen-year-old, you know, Spanish-speaking American boys. And you know how would I do it? I would do it through Spanglish content on TikTok. I would do it by doing something with Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny. I would do it by leaning into those four or five superstar players that we just talked about and try to do access and exclusive shit. Um, And I would become very community oriented. I would go and, you know, probably donate money to a bunch of low income fields around the country to make them tops fields. I probably make an exclusive product that only can be bought in the five and dimes bodegas and stores around right. local Spanish.
0: Right, get them, get them back to the bodegas where we used to like be able to pick them up for whatever, you know, 50 cents a pack. Um, you know, Gary, you also touched on a few years ago, which I thought was an, like an excellent thing in regards to like MLB, about how like MLB AM was like policing all kinds of content on social media. It looks like they backed off on it a little bit. But how do you think that's affected the long-term health of the, the sport as we continue to watch like basketball, soccer, NFL oh. grow?
1: Look, you know I've been on the record about this, which breaks my heart. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm not mad at baseball. I'm sad for baseball. Let me say it one more time. Here's the quote. I'm not mad at baseball. I'm sad for baseball. They have taken a very communistic approach to their content because they monetize it through BAM. And it has made baseball irrelevant to the ecosystem and has allowed basketball, MMA, um, soccer. Um, esports pick up enormous relevance and market share in p- under fifteen. Baseball, right. baseball is doing to itself what boxing did to itself.
0: Yes, yes, and I teach high school and I see it. So you know, it's 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 tough getting you know, the word out. Kids want to play, but you know, being part of the hobby, I think it's a little bit of a different, um, you know, thing. Speaking of, and, life, no,
1: and the kids don't yeah. want to watch.
0: No, right, right.
1: And now, meanwhile, Bryce Harper like like some of these guys that have come through, like Trout, it's an introvert. So that just yeah. happens, you know? Kawhi Leonard's gonna, like, it just happens. But I mean, baseball sucked the charisma out of Bryce Harper.
0: But, but now Gary, let's bring it into like your, your realm. So I'm trying to tie these, these two things together, right? Because I think you got a very kind of interesting player that's, that's under your aegis in terms of with Vayner baseball, right? So now you're, you've expanded. I talked to Greg earlier in your year. You have a very colorful candidate who got a lot of attention in the last week or two with Justin Turner, but Justin also is very like popular on social media. Like I think Justin gets it, you know, a bit. What was that like for you? Like here, you guys first run and you guys picked up a world series for you, you know, one of your clients, right? Like right away, you know, off the bat.
1: Surreal plus, you know, obviously he's, you know, started his career with the Mets, you know, just a great dude. Um, just insane actually, just insane in general. You know, I'm also a very hardcore fantasy baseball player. Mm. So something I don't talk a lot about is, I I have, but like, I love fantasy baseball. And so just all these kids, especially the Tampa crew, you know, just watching them all come up, but from a, to, to have, you know, world series, you know and by the way, if they would have won game five, I mean, he would have been the MVP. Yes. You know? So like, like just not only did he perform, and then obviously it gets a little bit hazier there with the COVID stuff and things of that nature. <laughs> but, you know, it was an ex- amazing experience. And I think, you know, what is so crazy about being in the representation business, and and I should call out Gensky and AJ are very much more, you know, one, two, and I'm the three in that right. scenario versus the Vayner companies that I run. But um, it's just surreal to, know them as humans, you know? Like to me, knowing them as humans and now getting into it, you know, with baseball you start looking at kids in high school. Right. And just like, you know, looking at the conversations they're having with like seven, you know, like high school kids, it's so cool. So it was amazing. Justin's a great, great dude. And I'm so happy for him. And honestly, I I have so many Dodger friends. Mm -hmm. Like I was super happy for a lot of my friends to be honest. Right, they've been been waiting a while for a series. Plus, I love Walker Bueller. I love Gavin Lux. Like, they're great dudes. They're incredible talents, so.
0: Yeah, no, it was was definitely great. You know, Gary, the way the hobby kind of has gone, a lot of people, like, also are thinking about this. Like, um, whether it's, you know, baseball cards, basketballs, football cards. Like, I listen to Warren Buffett talk a lot about nonproductive assets, right? And I I feel like sports cards are nonproductive assets. And then, like, the way that they're kind of going... You know, people are passing the bag. I'm concerned because this feels like the mid 90s. Do yeah. you feel like people are going to be left holding a bag at some yes, point? Yes, I do.
1: Yes, I do. And I've been saying it for quite a while. Do I think it's a great investment? Yes. Do I think that when you buy a bunch of, um, you know, young kids that haven't done anything, you're going to get caught? Yeah, I think I do think. Um,
0: Does, do you think that's going to affect the long term health of the hobby if too many people get? caught holding, holding the bag?
1: Yes, I do. This is why I'm communicating it. Like, like, I think that there's incredible opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, it's a long-term asset class. I think that if you bought Michael Jordan 86, 87 Fleer basketball rookie cards for $600, you know, for perfect mint cards when I was collecting, that was like, like but I think that i lost thousands of dollars on Mike Greenwell rookie cards and Wally Jorner rookie cards and Bo Kimball rookie cards and Brownie Nagel rookie cards. And, you know, and right now it got so hot so fast. And now with eBay, you can flip and I, you know, but there's a bunch of kids sitting with a ton of, you know, Bowl Bowl rookie cards. And if he doesn't end up being good, they bought at the height. Right. I mean, I think Zion is high risk.
0: Because, because of injury or just because, because injury, like-
1: Because of injury, I think injured players stay injured and he's been injured. Yes. And like, I'd really like for him not to, cause he looks, he seems to be an incredible kid. I don't know him. And he's an uncanny talent, but like he's gonna, with the amount of production putting he made, he has to become LeBron for that to work out.
0: So, I mean, but then do you feel like then kids should take these profits and go like with quote unquote best of, best of breed? Whether it's like yes. go back to your LeBron rookies or yes. if it's baseball, like, but now baseball I feel like it's got that generation gap where like I'm well, looking at it and they, thinking like, all right, Colfax, Mays, Aaron. I Mantel.
1: don't like I don't like that for baseball. I love right. I love gambling for baseball with Bowman. Yes. You could buy you, you if you do a little homework. There's a kid I'm buying right now. It's been traded a couple times in minor leagues, but I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm like doing my little homework. I think the kid can play and his like auto. Bowman's are like $10 on eBay. If I hit that.
0: Sure. Right. You're looking at 10 x.
1: So I look at I look at baseball as gambling. I look at basketball as like completely not gambling. Meaning I'm going to gamble on baseball because that's where I think the upside is. Yeah. On basketball, I'm in LeBron old stuff. Like I'm all, you know, OG stuff.
0: Do you think kids will go back? Like, do you think they'll go back in terms of like yes. that they'll do the history and go back to yes. those players that we looked at as like, yes. you know, 50s, you. 60s era, 70s era?
1: Yes, because I think there'll be a lot of content because of OTT over the next 10 years. And I think The Last Dance opened up a sli- I mean, the amount of documentaries that are brewing. Right. When this, when if The Last day, I saw a headline, don't know if it's true or not. If the people that made The Last Dance make a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary, that 97 Cardinal, you know, like rookie card has got a chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Ace coming back like in mean, the 86 Mets pretty soon. I think there's another one on them.
1: Yeah, they're, right. always, they're always fun to cover.
0: They, they were. And, you know, it's really been incredible to watch like sell on an event. Like I even got off a lot of stuff this year, just because like a lot of people were paying attention. People were paying obscene prices, even for like base cards, just like both because people were bored or they couldn't get out.
1: It was also exploding. Yeah. Like pre-COVID. It was happening. And it will continue happening. happen. It's tipped a little bit now and it'll bounce. It's just, it's a market.
0: Right. It's and a market. But you do see like, there is enough, do you think there's enough like tailwind to push interest forward? I don't know, let's say the next three to five years. Do you think there's enough kids in it that'll stay in it because they won't get burned?
1: Yes, I do. I think the market is, wax opening has... You know uh you know you know pack breaking is an entertainment that has a lot of kids yes. in it yeah i think I think cards are i think it's always been an asset class. I think enough heat has come now. I just mm. think that people have to make good decisions
0: right, and when you say good decisions, what do you mean by that though right because I mean that that is it is it in terms of like sell when you're ahead
1: It's the terms of realizing that that Yes, that's always a good idea. Uh, But if you sold when you were ahead on Kobe Bryant 15 years ago, you fucked up. Yes. Um, But if you sold when you were ahead on Derrick Rose, you were right. So what do I mean by smart? This is a high risk, high reward game, the end.
0: And then, so where does the hobby part of it stay? Right, because like, you know, it's again, always, I'll just I'll pull the card the up because it's the only thing that I got close, right? Like, you, but I'm saying that, like, hold on to the card. It's like, all right, this is a, a no offense guy, right? This is a common, right?
1: Well, it's, I've got some, I I, ex, I plan on buying the New York Jets and turning that right. Card
0: so it may, it may go, but, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, it's 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 not a $30 base card yet, right? You know what I mean? And like, so
1: I think that's what, a, where's that's the a, love
0: for that? Because I feel like some well, of that's, that's getting lost in the conversation.
1: Well, that's up to the card companies, not collectors. Yeah. You know, if you're into hobby, then, you know, let's let let you, us you're more than welcome to buy base cards from lower products, but people don't want to buy score base, you know, Joe Burrow cards. Right. Because they're full of shit. They say hobby, but they don't mean it.
0: Right. And, and you know, are they going to get, are they going to move in or move out? Right. And I think that's where Listen, people, I, like, the hobby is a concern, at least the ones that like are in my group, that like follow yeah. me on Twitter that interact with my column. Right. Like, you know, it's a mix of both, right? People are trying to make some money off this great because that pushes the ecosystem of the cards for the same token, like, are they worried about like, all right, well, these people will be gone and we'll still be here because we're the ones who kept it real, you know?
1: By the way, that always happens. That happens when you live in Brooklyn. That yes. happens when you buy Tesla right. stock. Like there is no keeping it real. This is what you decided. And if you think this is a major bubble which I think it is for 80% of the product, then don't buy. Right, wait. Like, I, I can't help you if Manhattan real estate collapsed because of COVID. I can't, like, it's just life. Like, if you loved Power Rangers during the Christmas of Power Rangers and you paid 90 bucks for those action figures, but you can buy them now on eBay for a dollar, like, know the moment you're in. That's called accountability. Yeah. That's not me, that's not Panini, that's not eBay, that's life.
0: Right. And how have you handled that person? Because, look, you've been very vocal about this. A lot of people, like, try to pin you as being, like, the face (laughs) of flipping. And even though you talk openly about it, I want to give you a personal thank you because, like, it's pushed me to, like, do a lot more, like, get involved, like, Amazon, eBay, garage sales. And it's been, like, a really consistent, like, second income where it's, like, hey, this is, like, I'm making more than this coaching high school sports. And it's fun.
1: It's fun. And it's good. Yeah, listen, I don't mind when people are unhappy, they want to blame someone. And if I have to be, because I'm loud, it comes with the territories and I respect that. But I know my intent is pure. And I know if you look at the film and read the transcriptions, I'm not doing anything bad. I also know that I don't pump and dump. I would right. say the fucking card. So I'm just very comfortable in my actions.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that you know, people, can, you know, people can see that.
1: People see it over time. People the, see the,
0: the message is very consistent, Gary. And you know, for all of us that like watch you and, and follow you, um, you know, you can't, you can, you know, right? People think like you can fake it once, like maybe you can fake it a little bit here. But if, if you, it's like, all right, listen to do for three, four, five years out now, it's like you have a history where like the message has been the same and you now have the video to prove it. It's like, yeah, I said this in 2010. See, like, that's right.
1: The end. It's a great way to end because I got to run. Love you guys. Nope. Thank you. Please, thank
0: you again, Carrie. You got nope. it. Nick. Was happy yep. to do
1: for you.